Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. Welcome to the Flipside Podcast. We've got Robin Peltier today on the flip side. And I'm so happy that I came across her page because we actually, right before we started this uh, episode, we were kind of talking about like once you're in the the witch sphere or the occult kind of sphere, the world becomes very, very small and we have mutual connections. So I'm very, very happy to have her on board today. She does a little bit about what I mentioned just now, but I'm excited to dive deep and see what you really do. All these like different things that you were talking about before we started recording. So thank you so much, Robin, for being here. And I'm excited to pick your brain. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's the first time I've done a podcast appearance in a while. So when I got your invite, I'm like, yes, thank you, universe. I'm so ready to get back out there and share everything weird and mysterious again. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm pumped for you to pick my brain. (laughs) I love it. And that's the thing too, is I swear this is a very like intuitive process for me. It'll be very random. I'll go on maybe my page or just kind of like something will direct me towards where I'm supposed to go. And I was like, I'm just going to reach out to her. I've never talked to her before at all. So hopefully she's not like what, but it all worked out. So I'm excited to hear all about what you do. So getting into that too. So I saw a couple things. And I know you talked a little bit about wealth magic, talked a little bit about other types of magic, um, but I want to know like what started this journey? Have you always kind of had like a a seeing um, that happened in childhood? Like what, how did you get into the space now where you're making kind of a cult into your business and and just, you know, who you are? How did that start? Wow. Um, It's such a big story. So I'll try to find a way to make it a little smaller. But for me, it really all kind of came together after a car accident I was in. So it was like the classic Saturn return. I was 28 years old. And I got T-boned at an intersection um, on the driver's side of my car. And every day since that day has been mind-blowing and that was back in 2019 so it was crazy because the day like within 24 hours of that car accident happening I was supposed to the next day sign my like papers to go full-time to manage a boutique which is like what sorry missed my words which is in cosmetics and that's what I had been doing I had been ignoring Uh, my calling for as long as possible until the universe just brought out the cosmic two by four and smacked me with it. And they're like, no, my gosh, (laughs) this is, (laughs) this is enough, Robin, you're listening. Cause I could feel it in my gut. And I had hints along the way. Like when I was a teenager, all my friends thought I was like the spooky one. I had like a lot of different like nicknames for just like you know, having hunches and I would just like say these things, but I had no idea that, 
you know, I was a psychic medium. I had no idea that like my entire life I'd been clairvoyant. I thought it was just my imagination. I thought the images I saw were, oh, it's, that's just normal. Everybody sees that. But in my early 20s, something that stood out to me, I got invited to a mediumship gallery with a phenomenal psychic medium. Her name is Kelly Elson. She's from like the Goddard area in Ontario. And um, I wasn't supposed to be there that day. I was uh, at work. Somebody dropped out and a bunch of people from work were going to the gallery and they're like, hey, Robin, do you want to go? Like we, you know, somebody dropped out. We got an extra ticket. Come along. And I was like, cool. But my life was too chaotic at the time for me to really dive into that. Um, but I was like, cool, whatever, I'll go. Why not? And so Kelly's going around giving like phenomenal evidential mediumship readings that just watching her to just something inside me, like just came alive. I'm like, wow, this is way more real than I ever thought. And then she kind of like comes around to like our table. And instead of doing a mediumship reading, she comes right up to me <laughs> and starts talking about my intuitive abilities and you know the sentence that really stood out to me was like you're not crazy you're just very gifted and she wrote her number down and her email and she's like you need to contact me so then you know the rumors start going around at work like "Ooh, robin's gifted and everybody thought it was such like a crazy thing to happen there because yeah i was just the makeup girl i didn't i didn't know any of that and i was kind of like everything she said to all those other people was so dead on and accurate. This could this be true for me? But, <sighs> you know, I, I tried to dive into the things that she told me to in the email, like Kundalini awakening, third eye awakening, all these different things. But it was just overwhelming. I, I have two kids. I actually had my, um, my first when I was 17. So I, you know, I started my life pretty hard and fast and didn't, it, it, it was hard to find somebody to like mentor you or to have a place where your life is just like stable enough to start unpacking, like how to read psychically or any of those mm -hmm. things. You, you kind of need somebody to help you if it's not something you're just like born knowing how to do, because some mm -hmm. mediums are just, you know, they, they're sea spirits and they interact with them and it comes easier but some people need a little more training so that they can identify you know how their information is coming in right so I have this experience with Kelly and you know I'm like I don't even know what to do with this it drove me nuts <laughs> it drove me absolutely nuts and you know over the years I would have you know knowings about things I would have random precognitive hits of, of things might ha that might happen or I could go into a room like there's a spirit in this house <laughs> I used to do that to people but I didn't know why I knew it I could just right. I was like I feel this but because I hadn't had any like evidence of what I could do I kind of what I wasn't really confident in it I'm like well I know she's you know Kelly said this thing but I don't know if it's really true and then you know a couple months before the car accident I was in um, I just started my life over at a new city, moved in with my ex-boyfriend at the time, got a new job in the city, was doing amazing, was like going to climb the corporate ladder. But this part of me started like 
coming awake and it's like you need to get into like reiki you need to like meet mm-hmm. other people and like that are into these things and i had signed up for my first meditation i was like maybe a couple weeks before the accident um i'd booked a reiki class for the first time so that was supposed to happen in in march and I started taking the steps because I knew that I wanted to explore and unravel all of this. Right. But um, it was the craziest time after the accident because I knew within like 24 hours because the timing was so uncanny that I'm like, oh, I'm not, I wasn't listening, you know, because I wasn't really ready. I would never have left makeup. I wouldn't have done it. It was uh, too safe for me. You know, it was like a guarantee financial independence for me I was just you know I had a death grip on that but what happened after the accident within weeks like I was so injured and I was like disabled I had a pretty severe spinal injury oh my gosh I developed fibromyalgia um I had a concussion that you know for the first year after the accident I could hardly remember anything I couldn't if I read a paragraph gone you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't focus on anything. It was wild what happened to my body physically. I was mm-hmm. I was not able to walk. I was looking at canes. And before the accident, I did stuff like Tough Mudder and I did heavy lifting. And so yeah. I went from being like on top of things, reclaiming my life. Things finally felt like they were like going to be good and stable. And then boom, you know, my entire life was a tower moment. And I had to learn how to navigate life in a disabled body. And the first year was hell. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, within the first couple of weeks of the accident, I started having precognitive dreams that were uncanny. And, you know, my ex was witnessing it. I remember one day I go to like drop off my rental car and, um, or sorry, I messed that up. The night before I was going to drop off my rental car, I had a dream about the front quarter of a vehicle, like a wheel disappearing. And then the the, the car just like tipping forward. And it alarmed me because it felt very different than a dream I was used to having. Right. And um, so I say to my ex in the morning and he, we're going to his truck. And I was like, we should like check out your truck. Cause I'm like, I got a bad feeling. I told him what had happened in the dream. Like there's damage to the front quarter on the driver's side. Um, and he's like, it's probably just because you were in an accident. And I was like, you're right. Like, it, it definitely must be. Like, there's no chance I'm going to be in another accident, right? <laughs> um, so I go to drop off my rental car that day, and I have to stop at the doctor's office first. And so my car's parked. But when I come back out from the doctor's office, somebody hit the front quarter and run or ran. Like, somebody damaged <laughs> the front quarter of my car. And I was like, oh crap (laughs) and it it didn't hit me until like yeah like 10 minutes and then I was like oh crap I had the dream about this and I called my ex I'm like you wouldn't believe what happened and he's like well that's creepy (laughs) and he's like it's probably just a coincidence oh yeah that then that gets into a whole (laughs) other thing it's like yeah like before you start recognizing what's happening it's like oh yeah it's just a coincidence and then you start realizing like it's never oh. coincidence. <laughs> no, he's a full-on believer now. And it, that yeah. took him a long time, but he's witnessed yeah. so many crazy things around me that he's like, I don't even know what's going on anymore, but this wow. is definitely a thing. But 
so the precognitive dream started happening and it was like on the regular Mm -hmm. and I could even have precognitive dreams like it happens to me all the time still and like I could dream of like I'll look at a wall in the dream and it'll have this pattern and the next day it's on somebody's like sock (laughs) and I'm like what am I doing when I'm sleeping I'm like what what am I so cool like seeing the next day almost every single night like I know kind of what to expect almost like every night and it's wild because my son has the same thing too he's he's been coming to me he's like mom like I have dreams and it like happens the next week and it's kind of weird oh (laughs) my oh you're a little wizard but yeah I guess yeah so I was having those experiences within the first month and then I had this one dream and this was probably about a month in and it was like the first like pretty intense spirit visit mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not me in the dream I'm this I'm a guy and I have mm-hmm. um like blonde hair I must be around like the same age I am and I'm in the forest and I'm in this like forest hut and I was like I was very lucid right and I'm like looking out like from this forest hut and I'm looking through the trees and then I find myself just walking through the forest and then there's the clearing and there is this uh like shaman standing in the middle of the the clearing and he had like huge dreads bright blue eyes uh he was african um like traditional shaman Mm -hmm. and i see him and i start crying in the dream and i am crying and i'm crying and he's like we did this before in a past life and we're going to be doing it again. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> and that was like the dream. And I woke up and I was like, and I'm like, what was that? Right. <laughs> but that's actually like my, my spirit guide. And, you know, he's who I work with. Yeah. Um, but it actually took me up until like this year to be like fully comfortable with like working with a spirit guide for what I do in learning about you know how to heal the body like physically like Mm -hmm. recently he told me about moringa powder which I'd never heard of yeah moringa powders from like the miracle tree as as they call it and it's like this awesome powder supplement you take and it's good for like all the things but I didn't even know about it I was like is moringa a place so I'm like googling it I was like oh that's so cool um to to have communication with with our spirit guides and you know my awakening came it was abrupt and Mm -hmm. it was through shock and loss and physical trauma Mm. um but it was so beautiful in that I was forced to confront myself I was forced to confront pain Mm -hmm. and deepen my connection with my body and with spirit because it was almost like this like trade-off and I had Mm -hmm. some people say it to me like when people are passing, they, you know, their, their life force is low and they become very close to the veil. So you often hear of like people who are crossing over, start having more, um, not like psychedelic experiences, but metaphysical. They're like, they're aware of spirits. They're aware aware of like angelic presences in the room and they have like very euphoric experiences. When I was really sick, it was like everything from the unseen came so close to me. Mm. And that was just like the weirdest thing mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, like for, you know, not being, oh, sorry. 
my thing came out oh, you're for good. not being used to it and from like willfully ignoring my abilities as long as I could um just because I didn't I didn't think that like that would be me mm-hmm. it was it was really a wild experience to have it kind of all happen at the same time but the more I meditated the more I was able to like take down my pain levels because with fibromyalgia, it's from a sensitized nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much you get like stuck in a fight or flight moment and your body thinks everything is oh. like an intruder. So I became sensitive to smells, all like chemicals. I couldn't wow. take medication. If you like touched my body or like even rubbed on my skin, it could be really painful. Yeah. If I tried to walk too far, I could get like nerve pains throughout my body it was really weird. Um, one of the strangest things that happened and like, I saw auras around people and Mm -hmm. objects. Um, and like, I could see energy before the accident, Mm -hmm. it would happen at random. Um, but when my body became sensitized, it was like, everything was glowing, like all the time to the point where I was like, oh, something's wrong. (laughs) I saw it before, but yeah, it definitely turned up a notch. So I, uh, I made them do an MRI on me and I went to a neurologist and a neuro ophthalmologist for them to like test my vision Yeah, and check everything out medically to make sure I didn't have like some brain tumor going on because you got to check. Right. And, um, no, they didn't, they didn't have any explanation. The closest diagnosis I got was like visual snow, but they still couldn't explain like the auras around people. Cause they tried to make them go away. So we put like, we had somebody stand mm-hmm. like up and we did different slides to see if they could like pinpoint it. There was like a deficiency or my eye wasn't operating properly. And yeah, I was like, cool. At least I can say that I actually see it, but I wanted to make sure. Right. It was just it was all so much. And, um, during this time, like, so I have a podcast, it's called spirit wisdom. Um, yes. I used to have like 30 episodes, but I deleted the entire thing back in March to start fresh. Love it. Um, but uh, for my first episode, um, from the relaunch, I called it monsters and miracles Mm. because that has been the polarity that I've danced with, with my spiritual awakening. And with learning to use my abilities and interacting with the unseen, because I have had experiences that like, I only thought happened in movies. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't think, you know, the divine could come so close. Yeah. But I also learned so much about all of, you know, what's in the unseen. So like beautiful, benevolent things, but also Mm -hmm. malevolent. Yeah. (laughs) And spirit discernment became like a, one of my niches. And eventually, like, I want to be able to do, like, spirit removal or exorcisms, help people with, like, the really heavy um, work, like, soul retrievals and Mm -hmm. things like that. Kind of more, like, more in the shamanistic um, way. But, you know, going through that without a teacher, Mm -hmm. that was really intense. So, like, I I was very... um, you know, inquisitive when I was learning everything, but I fell straight into um, what I would call like an ascension cult at the beginning. And I was very like ungrounded and like going so far into like the um, Dolores Cannon style teachings. Like Mm -hmm. her work is like, you know, 
very um out there and it's mm -hmm. it inspires a lot of people you know for like what's beyond the realm but if you don't have like a firm footing on your foundation in life and like yeah. really check your trauma and your emotional health and paying your bills and all the things you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs if you don't have that firm foundation you can go really really high mm -hmm. and that can become really destructive in your life so that's what happened to me right away mm -hmm. so I was looking for healing I found myself in like this like quantum hypnosis journey and we're you know doing that all the time I'm constantly trying to find ways to heal my body um you know having to come up uh, face to face with the hard truth that it's a daily commitment. It's not just mm -hmm. like a one and done um, story for me. That wasn't going to be yeah. my path. I've had, had to learn that as well. I've had to learn that as well. It's like choose daily commitment and consistency <laughs> to everything. Like stop looking for the uh, what I used to like the the quick fix. You know, like oh, how can I just get this over with? Yeah. And then you just get yourself more into a hole. Exactly. Then you have to like heal from healing. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. I found myself doing. Yeah. It was like learning to, yeah, stop trying to hit a destination or expect that like the new age was going to be my Amazon prime for healing. Yeah. And, you know, that I ended up spending so much money on, you know, different healings and programs and just like chasing like what's gonna fix me what's gonna do it and I discovered a lot of amazing things and also a lot of stuff that taught me to be a better teacher and show up in the way that I know it's ethical to lead and um I guess you know my journey's been a lot of like when I know better I do better mm -hmm. but I definitely fell in like every part along the way yeah and um yeah it's it's honestly been incredible just having the experience of diving in so intensely into everything in the new age now I'm more focused like on the occult and like grounded spirituality yeah um and I'm I'm finding like that sweet spot now and I feel really grounded and balanced but it has certainly taken you know, going down all of the little side roads. And oh yeah. Exploring. I it's kind of beautiful because you it, can relate to people who need help. 100%. And I, I resonate with that part of the journey right now too, because I feel like for the first time in a very long time, I've been able to integrate like the grounded part of just enjoying where we're at. And although these things exist, like you were saying, it gets very maybe I'm using the wrong word here, but for me, it was pretty addictive. You know, it's like, oh, like there's all these other realms. Like, let me try to go to all those and then forget about this. And then you recognize, oh, wait, I'm, I'm on this one for a reason. And it doesn't mean that I can't go and study or enjoy the other parts, but I was also losing myself in that too, where it'd be like, I was I was getting neurotic with like numbers because I've talked about it in a few different um, episodes, but uh, I, I'm technically like a numerologist kind of, I, I don't practice it or, or uh, do readings for people, but um, yeah, with that, I was like counting times where things were happening and like adding up numbers and like all this stuff. And I was like, 
I'm getting crazy for lack of a better term. And I need to just ground. So I resonate with your journey right now, for sure. I feel like that too. Yeah. It's so addicting, especially when you're vulnerable, Yeah, you know, cause it, it offers a lot of like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And instead of self-soothing, we can like soothe with these new tools we have. Yeah. And, and that's what I found myself doing even like in the earlier stages, like getting addicted to pick a card readings. Yeah. You'd have a couple that resonated and then yeah. you know, a whole bunch that just like fills your head with nonsense. Nope. That has happened to me too, where it's like, all of a sudden you're getting the chariot card. You're getting like the lover's card. You're like, oh, I'm on a wave. And then it's like, oh, the tower. Oh, the hanged man. Oh, the fool. And then you're like, oh my God. And it's like, but I feel good. Like, why am I getting these cards? And then you're like self-prophesizing bad things. For sure. Or it's like, don't worry about that abusive man you're with. He's your twin flame. Oh God. Oh, he loves you. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. I've actually, I've had an episode too. Um, uh, one of my friends, like we've, we've very much bonded over being in relationships with narcissists in the past slash like some BPD stuff. Um, and we have an episode about that and like, just, you know, how easy it is to get caught in that, even though you don't think, and then you'll start to hear people where it's like, just think more positive thoughts, give more, do this. And you're like, that might work for people who aren't mentally ill. (laughs) But when you're dealing with somebody mentally ill, it's like, and I use that for, you know, they need to go get help, but they won't kind of thing. Um, It's, you get stuck in that. You keep trying because you're like, well, it works in different forms of the reality, but I, I totally resonate with you there too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love this uh, grounded spiritual vibe we've got going on. I yeah. like, I appreciate it. And I'm really striving to like bring this more out into the open and have more conversations about it because with yeah. the rise of like witch talk and just mm-hmm. the reels and all of this information is out there and yeah. some of it is just downright, you know, poisonous um especially to people who have mental health issues mm-hmm. um myself included you mm-hmm. know I I had so much to work through yeah but Amen. yeah you can get a hold of these concepts and it kind of like is like wearing rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. you know don't don't disassociate from your reality with positive thinking you have to sometimes allow yourself to to have the thought you're having mm-hmm to say, this does not feel right. This doesn't feel good. That doesn't mean I'm low vibrational because this person's triggering me. No, I don't need to work with that coach necessarily just because they're triggering me. Sometimes, you know, that means there's something not right. And your body's trying to tell you, I really don't resonate with like the scale of like consciousness with like the high and the low vibrations, because I found that the more I just allowed myself to be human mm-hmm. and all that, you know, that consisted of the more freer I felt. And it wasn't like I was ever like trying to talk myself out of who I was. It was more <laughs> about loving on all of the aspects of me and letting them exist. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I felt real. And that was the high vibration but when I looked love and light, cause I sure did for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I was the most miserable. I think I've been in a long time. I was delusional. I wasn't taking care of 
things in my life, like financial responsibility and things like that. I, I was just, you know, off with the fairies and, you know, almost a little bit of like a narcissist myself because the teachings in the new age, a lot of them teach you to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. They can be empowering, but it can go too far. And that's what I was like when I was like love and light, but on that, the outside and the messages I put out were very light and fluffy. But when I've really stepped into my authenticity, people really judge me now. And like, they will like make, yeah, they'll make judgments on my appearance or me talking about darker subjects or kind of being more straight edge. Mm-hmm. I'm more upfront. I say it as it is. I see it as it is as well when people come to me for readings. Yeah. But spirituality to me is about being straight up. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not about what it looks like because although I may have like a little bit of a tough exterior, I am going to meet you with so much tenderness and love. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to do my absolute best to show up in a way that you're going to feel touched by something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like, I ensure that with everyone I meet and, you know, it's, it's just been a huge lesson for myself because when I was in the whole love and light thing, I would have looked at me and shunned them and like, that's low vibe. Oh my gosh. But- <laughs> I remember when, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. I just like, okay, I'll talk I just, no, no, please. I love, <laughs> I love this is why I do this is because I love to listen to people. So continue. I just had to cut you off there. Cause I'm like, I remember like when all of that kind of stuff went mainstream and then it was like, Hey, like, I just need to talk to a friend about having a bad day. And it's like, well, you really need to like, you know, snap out of that <laughs> because you're going to lower your vibration. And I was getting on that wave too. <laughs> it's just like, no, we can like admit that like we feel everything and that's the gift of being human. Like you said, like we can go on this Richter scale. It doesn't mean that if we feel sadness, we're immediately down on like a, oh, we're on like a 200 hertz scale. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. So sorry, continue. I just, I love that you said that. <laughs> yeah. And cut me off anytime. Cause like, I will just talk. I love talk it. And talk. Please keep going. It's really funny because they used to call me the mute, but this is what inner work does for you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta face your fears and get out there. I used to like shake before mm-hmm. coming on as like a guest for podcasts or going live on social media. I would be like, uh, like huffing into my hands. I'd take like a essential oil and just be like, <laughs> that's actually really smart. I should have done that. Cause I, I also had the like even taking a video of myself, like talking, like if I had something I was doing and I've always been an artist. So I'm like, I can't sell that, you know, like, I I don't know. Like I was always very meek with that. And then I would try to take a video and I'd be like, hi, uh, hi guys. And then I'm like, what is wrong with me? I can talk to people in person. But when I hold this device in front of me, I'm like, it's like, I lose myself. Yeah. Yeah sometimes I'll go live and I'll just say something ridiculous in the first minute. And I like exit out and I like, I go and do it again. And I say something just horrible. I'm like, all right, third time's a charm. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, you just gotta do it when you're scared and then you give yeah. yourself evidence you can do it. And that builds resilience. And that to me is just such an important journey for people because 
I thought I knew who I was before, but through challenging myself through entrepreneurship and like chasing this dream and letting this dream build me, I'm like, even back in like January, like that was chapters ago Mm -hmm. to like where I am today. So it's like the more that I chase this and do Mm -hmm. this, the more I'm meeting myself. And that to me has been the most healing thing I did so many meditations for healing and so much journaling and so many like courses and deep dives. But the single most healing thing for me was when I learned self-discipline Yeah, and that that was from my love for myself and, you know, showing up for something when I promised myself I would do it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just having this, this vision I do for what I offer and how I want to develop that alone like that even helped my body heal because mm. I used to be on a lot of different medication for, you know, the injuries. I was on anti-seizure meds. Every two weeks I had to get mm. like 10 to 12 nerve block injections up my neck and like into my shoulders oh. just to keep my head up. I had a cervicogenic headache. So like the nerve in the back of my neck got damaged. So if I didn't get those injections, it would I would wake up and it would feel like I'd been pounding my head off the wall all night long like I couldn't think I had to go in the hospital a bunch of times just for like painkillers um it was crazy you know being on all of that and just being like wow like this is gonna be my life I'm not even 30 yet and I'm like fully disabled I can't even hold my head up but wow it was through you know these crazy you know metaphysical experience I or experiences I was having I'd be like laying in bed after like getting my injections. I'd be in a stack of pillows that I couldn't hold my head up, but I was doing courses from bed. Mm, right. I was learning from bed. I would do like readings for people because I did them for free for two years. So I would do that from bed. I did everything from there. And I, I had a vision um, and it was just by like waking up and remembering that or Anytime I got a review that came in and somebody like loved what I did and I was like good at it, it gave me something, it gave me hope. And like today, um, uh, like on the, on the side right now, I bartend and I waitress, I can, you know, lift lighter weights now, which is really exciting. Um, I can get 10,000 steps in a day. I'm not on any medication. That's Um, huge. Yeah. And like I don't go to the pain clinic anymore. I, I'm doing so much better. I could say that like with my whole chest, and mm-hmm. it's just been this like body, mind, spirit journey. Mm-hmm. So like to really get you there, and you know you can't do one thing without the other. Like you can't just visualize yeah. and meditate yourself healthy, or even a prayer to get healthy. It you might be led into a supplement store, you know, to talk to the lady to get you something. You may you know, have a random appointment come up with a doctor, like it may not always come in the way you're expecting, right. it may come in, you know, a very subtle grounded way, but you have to really explore everything. Mm-hmm. And I did so many different things to heal. Yeah. And it definitely it wasn't one thing that worked. It was just through like being relentless in pursuit of health, right? And just knowing freedom. that freedom. <laughs> Right. Like just knowing that there was like, there was a way 
You know, I feel like that's super powerful. It's like, even though all of this stuff might not be working in the first, you know, at first, or it feels like, what am I doing? It's not leading to anything. And then all of a sudden it really is that moment where it just all comes together and clicks. And it's, it's so relieving when that happens. It's a very difficult journey, but I'm so happy to hear all of these things because that's huge. You know, a lot of people too. Um, I love the stories of people who they've struggled all of their life. This is something more just like, um, you know, not pain related, but, you know, it probably causes a lot of emotional pain is like the struggle to even lose weight. You know, you hear a lot of the times people are like, they for years, they're like, they don't even eat that many calories. Like they're exercising all the time. Like what's going on? And it's like finding that particular person's way to release whatever stored trauma or stored energy is like holding them back from everything. And then all of a sudden you hear one, you know, you see him one day or you hear one day, they've just lost like a hundred pounds and it was easy. And so this is what this is reminding me of is like, you know, it's, it's a different journey for all of us, but one day it can just click and you just kind of have like that unrelent unrelenting dog with a bone kind of syndrome where it's like, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm not getting rid of this bone. <laughs> like, Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. It, it's like a cathartic feeling from within Yeah, that kind of makes the decision. It's like, I, I tried to kick certain habits in my life before I was really ready to be done with them, but it was through like watching myself doing the thing that I knew I wanted to change where I eventually just got tired of my own bullshit. Yeah. And you know, then, then that like full body realization would kick in and it would be like, I couldn't go backwards Yeah. again. It would be like my, my gut feeling just wouldn't let me. Yeah. But like, that was how I kind of got through a lot of my own, you know, toxic patterns in, in my yeah. life. And I know it's different for everybody. Um, but yeah, what healed me the most was allowing myself to do the thing that mm -hmm. was hurting me, mm -hmm. but witnessing myself do it until I was like, never again. Right. Right. Amen. I, I also resonate with that where you just like one day you're like, I'm doing that thing where I'm doing this. What is it like, uh, expecting different results from the same pattern. And Insanity. then one day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dealt with that myself. I feel like, I feel like when you go into, you know, difficult relationships, like you're t talking about, it's like, I've talked about this many times with other people. It's like, even though everybody's journey, like we were saying, it's all different that we can process it different. I've always said, like, if you're dealing with somebody who's abusive, it's like, they all have the same playbook and you go through, especially if you're compassionate and you want to help someone and want to see them, you know, be happy and all this stuff, like, it's very easy to get stuck in that. And I used to be that person too, before I was in it, where I was like, how can you just not see it? And then you're like, whoa, I didn't see, like, I saw it, but I didn't, it was hard to, to get there. Yeah. It's just like, so wild how we can just one day you're just sick of your own shit. Like you said. Yep. Yeah. Did you I grow think... up? Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, continue. Continue. No, you go that. ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask this too, because, um, did you grow up in a, a home? Cause now I kind of want to like ask two questions in this. Um, did you grow up in a home where you kind of like either had a lot of structure? It was almost like 
no structure and other things too. So you were kind of always just figuring out who you were, but it was like, you had all these different gifts, but no one around you spoke about it or you, you know, it was kind of more like maybe a quiet upbringing or something like that, because the fact that your son now has these abilities too, um, it almost sounds like if somebody, you know, in your lineage did have these gifts and then didn't talk about it, um, either that, or it was kind of like this new, and I don't, I don't know why I always bring up Harry Potter. I'm so sorry, but it's like a Harry Potter. See, I have Dobby right there. Um, (laughs) But it's almost like a Hermione Granger, like born to muggles kind of thing, you know? So that's where I'm getting that question from. It's like, I'm curious about whether or not you had any like inkling that someone in your family had these gifts too. Yeah. It's kind of been like a more hushed thing in the family, Mm -hmm. but on both my mom's and dad's side like my my grandpa like he'll see full of spirits and tell you about it um my sister sees sees spirits as well and like auras around people my dad he's like very atheist but even he's been like he's had a few really weird experiences where he like knew about like everything that was in this one village before he'd ever been there like he he remembers like walking up the stairs and he had this flash like I've been here before. He goes up and he knew exactly what would be there and that happened to him like two different times and he's always like I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> um, hated church like just yeah. rejected anything like that. But even he's begun to acknowledge like okay something something weird is going on. Right. So the more that I kind of like talk to my family, I'm like they're very very intuitive but there's just never been a time to like really unravel that Mm -hmm. like I was kind of like the black sheep in the family where you know it was a little more intense for me but I've been able to like see the pattern looking back but it wouldn't have been something that I don't I hardly think they were aware of it you know like so that's been kind of cool but like I grew up in where you were talking about like being like in a house that's like chaotic without structure or lots of structure I had both I did too and I'm so glad you understood that question because I was like I don't know if this makes sense but I feel you yeah yeah no it landed because I my parents separated when I was four Mm. and I would or we like I have three sisters so we went and live with my mom um who was you know bipolar full-on alcoholic um her house was like thoroughly haunted you know there was um an entity in her house 100 my sister uh my oldest sister was very um cognizant of that I just knew the house I'm like there's something creepy in here my whole all like my sisters and I say to this day, like the only thing we can do for the house is burn it down. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you just walk in there, it's awful. Oh but it's no. a lot of bad energy, and there was like a lot of, a lot of stuff that you know I witnessed as a kid. And we eventually um, had like children's services kind of wow. come into the picture and give our our dad. Um, we got or he got full custody of us. Wow! So we went to live with dad, but. I had, you know, one parent who, you know, she could just, we'd be left with like the babysitter and she would just like 
get on the a bike with some biker and be gone for two weeks and just not come back you wow. know be like oh babysit the kids by the way I'm in the states uh wow. not coming home and like just that that level of like detachment from us and mm-hmm. yeah instability so I witnessed that but then I had my dad who's like my hero and he would, you know, have us in bed by eight o'clock Aww. and he made us dinner every night and always just, you know, got me into like swimming and my grades were good. And he was just always there doing the best he can. He was a guy raising four girls by himself, you know, and, and my mom would come to the man. situation, right? Let's live like that for my dad. <laughs> for, we, we love present dads. We love yeah. present dads. Congrats. <laughs> so I'm I'm so thankful um yeah. because I had a a pretty safe childhood. Yeah. I mean I do have some pretty horrific memories with my mom and it's something that I've had to work through my whole life just you know in in how I interacted with men toxic patterns because I I witnessed that firsthand like a lot yeah. of very dysfunctional behavior. But then I also had the the role model of my dad who, you know, hardly dated. He gave up his entire life just to make sure we had everything we needed. And, you know, there was a huge polarity yeah. to live with. And, you know, I ended up just rebelling so hard when I was a teen. I mean, I was probably the devil child <laughs> for my dad. Like, we're good now. We're close now. And I love him dearly. But like, I was so conflicted inside Mm. and, you know, I just, I didn't know how to like to deal with all of it. I internalized Mm -hmm. a lot of it. I'm extremely sensitive. I always have been, but that kind of led to being very misunderstood. It was very hard to like, to reach me in those times. And that's just been like part, like that's been a huge part of my path. Yeah. In, in how I see and relate to people because I've just, I've been through a lot of different things mm-hmm. and they, they do say though, like with the path of a healer, like you almost have to go, like it's trial by fire. You have to get yourself out of like the pit of sharks so that you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And the thing that like, I love most about everything that I experience is that I can relate now to people like they're not like telling me a story and I'm just like, Oh, you know, a world away. I'm there with them and I'm not going to judge them. And I've had my fair share of darkness as well. Like I'm, I'm no saint, but I'm human. And I, you know, when you get into those dark places, I like to say like in the underworld, there are no judgments. There's only stories And a lot of what gets swept underneath the carpet is the stuff that I'm interested with people. I'm like, I want to know who you are, like who you really are. And when I read people, that's what I see. You know, I'm, I'm very like, I'm very interested in that. Mm -hmm. I like being like a little bit of a detective to get a vibe. Like if my sister's, you know, she's going on dates. I'm like, send me the picture. Yeah. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> Send it to me. Um, I even did that with um I have a, a friend and she's a phenomenal psychic medium. She's gone offline right now, so she's like not available for, for readings or anything, but her mm-hmm. and I practiced a lot together. And what we did when we were really developing was like we would play psychic detective. 
and we would send each other mediums and like online influencers who like claim to be channeling like Archangel Michael or like you know there's this one like Instagram channeler and she thinks like all these celebrities are coming to her and she's got this huge following but it just it was like you see through it yeah. and the more that you learn about spirits and entities you're like well people can be fooled right you know that's a huge thing people don't want to talk about because it's cringe but I'm like is that not the most loving conversation to have <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, we judge people that work with like lower entities in like witchcraft and things like that. There's a lot of judgment and stigma around it. But I'm like, at least they're like honest and they know what they're doing. At least you know what you get into when you work with them. But you can go to like these people who claim to be like channeling Archangel Michael, unbeknownst to them, it's actually say like an elemental or it's a, you know, um, just a I don't know a trickster entity there's there's so many different things it could be mm-hmm. or it could be malevolent and siphoning off of them and just feeding you know information to them that's vague but you know almost kind of irrelevant because a lot of this stuff like unless it's like precise specific evidential something tangible any spirit can say anything so you want to have ways to like validate the information make sure it's grounded because if you go on youtube right now um instagram so many people are like oh light language through their screen or they're like i'm sending you the codes or um let me just like fix your third eye beep 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 boop boop (laughs) seemed like a huge influencer do that once through his like tiktok reel and i'm like this isn't what you think it is you know, not saying everybody's awful or everybody's doing like crappy things on YouTube. There's a lot of beautiful stuff on there, but I would be like more discerning to be like, what am I opening up my energy to? What, what are they like? If there's like a camera on them 24 seven, what's their life? Like what's their energy and their personality beyond this appearance? What, what is beyond this channeled message? You know, is it, is it really this like star seed Pleiadian or could this maybe be something else and I I have a lot of experience with this because I was actually fooled by an entity I learned this from experience and getting rid of it was actually kind of scary that was like one of the experiences I had when I was like new um being completely fooled and having it validated because it affected my family Mm. you know and the cat (laughs) And it was like, oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I was definitely interacting with something, but because of my yeah. specific path, um, and it's like been told to me even through like when people read my like natal chart, like my work is in the occult and like in um more darker taboo things in death as well. Eventually, I want to help people like transition, like be a death doula. I, I'm comfortable in those areas, but I have to learn, you know, the spirits because that's what I like that's kind of my niche so of course I need to have experiences so it was like my teaching moments but after having that experience I didn't uh, read for a year oh yeah I bet yeah it it spooked me and um but what I did do was I hit the books and I studied and I prayed and I discovered like the Theosophical Society and they were like phenomenal the book on mediums by Alan Kardec is like such a great reference for people who want to start you know communicating with spirits 
if you read that book, you will go on, you know, uh, probably an unfollow spree. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because you're going to start like being able to like look Mm -hmm. for these like red flags when it comes to spirit communication. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Alan Kardec says is like, the higher the name claimed by a spirit, the more discerning you need to be. And I have had like beautiful experiences with the divine, but it wasn't like through channeling an angel, you know, um, I don't know how much I want to get into, but like my, my friend had an experience with an angel and there was like a beautiful feather that was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, in, in the weirdest of spots that it had happened right during like a beautiful ceremony ritual Mm -hmm. in dedication to like a higher power because I like ceremonial magic and and she had done that. We were doing it at the same time. And, um, you know, halfway through the ritual, she felt the need to get up and she finds this white feather and it's so beautiful. And she goes to try to take a picture of it. And in that very second, her phone malfunctioned. It just like, it went haywire. And it was like, it was down for about two hours. So I had to send her an email in the middle of our ritual. And, um, yeah, I was trying to contact her. So she got on her laptop and so weird because the phone never kept the picture of the feather. She sent it to me after once her phone eventually started working again, hours later, it didn't take a picture of that, but what it did do. So I had sent her two emails and I guess it was like, I wrote something like, if you need, and the, like, that was like the first sentence of the first email I sent. And then the second one, something was about like, I wrote God, I don't know, but her phone had a screenshot of it within like probably 20 minutes of it being like shut off, not working. And the screenshot was just my two emails. And all it said was like, if you need God, and that was the screenshot. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, that's weird. Cause she didn't take a picture of that or anything. It was the only thing on her phone when she tried to take a picture of this feather and even weirder, my phone started playing, um, a Spotify playlist when I was doing like my, my meditation ceremony. Um, and it just started playing from this one spot in the song. And it's like, you don't need a Bible to know the difference between what's good and, and evil. And my, I was like, what is going on and that was that happened all to us in like may and we had about like a month of like the most tangible and intense physical like manifestations of the divine that like i i don't even have words right and it was like i'm gonna probably try to spend my life trying to tell the stories of like how beautiful the divine can be and how like surreal magic is yeah like she was having like every day past that there would be like a feather on her front door and on her side door and it happened like over and over and over one day she had like feathers falling like just from the sky and she took a video of all this because we (gasps) this was like it was so crazy and it all happened like we both deleted our businesses because I could feel I needed to And I went offline for a few months and we were just led intuitively to have this like dedication ritual to a higher power. And we went through this process and I kind of contracted my abilities to like my creator. I'm like, I have seen so much weird stuff in the new age and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I want to use these in service. So that's what we both did. And 
yeah, we made like a contract and we, we forged it in the astral realms, but it was during that ceremony that everything like changed. It got so real. It was like a month of the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest stuff. Like it's so weird that you said it was May for you because I think I briefly, I might've talked about this with, um, um, Adela, sorry, somebody is trying to call me right now. Why? Where is Zoom? Oh my gosh, there we go. It <laughs> took me off the screen. See, that's what it's I, sometimes the weird stuff like that happens. And I'm like, am I not supposed to tell the story now? <laughs> but I'm going to tell it anyway. So sorry. Um, but yeah, it's weird that you said that was in May because I, I think I might have talked about this on Adelia's episode uh, with her. It might have been in conversation before or after, but um, I had a Spotify thing happen too. And I've never personally like seen anything versus, you know, maybe having like some intuitive uh, seeing like that, but never spirits or being able to really contact anybody. And my grandfather had passed away in November of last year. And he was just like my favorite person ever. And he he lived a very long life. So it was, you know, a beautiful ceremony uh, when he passed. But it was so weird. I had moved this computer to do a podcast episode um, into my meditation room. And all of a sudden I had not, I, I plugged it in, but I did not turn it on. And all of a sudden my computer turned on without me doing anything. It popped up on Spotify and it didn't start the song, um, which I am going to butcher right now. I don't know the song name, but it's that song where it's like, I don't know much about history. Don't know much trigonometry, whatever. It didn't start at the beginning of that song. It just started playing um, that part where it's like, I don't know much about blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, but I do know that I love you. And I was like, and something just came over me and I was like, grandpa like it was just so cool but it was like the the first time that that had ever happened and then I got confirmation you know with Adela and now just right now too with you saying Spotify because it was like she was like oh yeah they love music like that's the way that they can talk to you I was like it's so cool and so surreal and it really is always like when nobody's around you know it's you and yourself that's why it's like most of the time if something like that's going to happen you're going to be like did that just happen like and you have to trust in it and I th feel like that's a big part of the process too was me just being like that was just a coincidence versus no some something was up with that and I'll never forget it you know it was like it, it was just something surreal like you said yeah I feel like each day could be like the stage for divination if we just pay attention to the signs that and the patterns of like what's going on around us like you could read the day right and know? it was the most random day it wasn't like it was you know what I mean it wasn't like oh I have I've had this day it's gonna be a great it was just like okay yeah this day I'm doing you know like a Wednesday yeah, yeah. no it's it's so weird how people brush things off and it's like, oh, that was just a coincidence. I'm like, that does not exist with me. There are no coincidences. Um, I read into all, all the signs just from like my dreams and what comes up in the day. It's always very synchronistic. And especially because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm always praying. I'm always in communication. Whenever I ask for something, it's just, it's like 
boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. you can see how it's going to show up. And it's, it's always a surprise. Like mm-hmm. magic is poetic in nature. Like it's like, it's, you never know like how it's going to show up, but it's, it's beyond like what a human can think of. Like it's genius. Yeah. Like the moments and like what would have needed to be orchestrated for, you know, that person to be in the place to tell you that thing. You're like, well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because I asked this question, but this was set in motion before I even asked the question because sometimes they get answered like instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah. That to me was like really, really trippy. Um, But yeah, there's so much online about mm-hmm. synchronicities and signs and, you know, the one, one, one and things like that. And I, I used to be really into that, but my, or I'm more so looking now for like very evidential things yeah. that tell me where I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Um, during that like crazy month I had of like weird spirit stuff, um, I developed like a love for doves Aww. because it all started one morning when one showed up at my window and it was so strange because I, I was just going through a really bad night. I prayed so much for a sign and it was just like staring at me in the window and I was like, there's a dove okay. And I was like, I remember messaging my old friend Louise and I'm like, I know you're having angel feathers, but like, I just had a dove come to my window. And I'm like, it was so, you know, strange how we had that interaction, but I still was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to look into this too much. Cause I don't want to be like, Oh, you know, a dove came to my window, you know, hallelujah. I was like, eh, you know, I could still be like, maybe it was just passing by. Right. But I started having so many experiences with doves. I remember one day, this was probably like a week later, I'm like in a parking lot and I'm so angry because I deleted my business and I was just in this huge void and I didn't know what it was for. Other than that, I was deepening my connection with spirit. I was practicing my abilities. That's all I knew. And uh, it was like a huge leap of faith. So I'm mad. I'm praying and I'm yelling. I'm yelling. I'm so mad. And I'm like, I need a sign now. (laughs) And two doves just like fly up. And they land right on like the fence that I'm at. And I took a video, like anything that I'm saying, I have like video evidence for most of it. So I love it. I'm not we lying. Receipts. We have receipts. Yeah. I we can have send them over. Love <laughs> um, it. So they just show up right away. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Right. It got even weirder. Like, so I wasn't working in this time and. I needed to borrow some money from a friend, which was like, really, it was embarrassing for me. And I was like, oh, how did I do this? <laughs> how did I get in this situation? But I was really trying to follow the advice of spirit. And I'm like, yeah. I'm officially a crazy person, but whatever. Um, So I received like a sign to go ask this specific person. And I drive over there. I'm praying the whole time, talking to myself. Um. And I'm over there. I'm like, okay, spirits like asking me to like go on this adventure and I left everything I know and I'm feeling very crazy and I don't know what to do, but like, I was guided to ask you for, you know, for some help financially because they, they were offered it before in the past, but I didn't ever want to take them up on that. Yeah. But I told them about the birds, like the weird experiences I was having with doves. And then he said to me, I really wish I could experience that. 
And I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't think anything would happen from that. And he walks downstairs. He's like, Robin, come quick. And I was like, what is it? He's like, there's a dove that just flew at the front door <laughs> and it was trying to get in. And then it went to his, uh, his truck just right outside. Um, like it was just parked in his parking lot. And I run down, I'm taking video like instantly. I'm like, have to give you a footage of this. So you can hear him being like, it was just at the door. And it's just like watching me from his, uh, it was just sitting on top of his vehicle. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, this officially has taken like the strangest turn. Cause I'm like, I've heard of magic, but I'm like, I, I didn't think this stuff really happened. And I feel like, like doves are not like a local bird to your no. area. <laughs> well, they were morning doves. So okay. I will, I will preface that they weren't like the actual white dove, but it was a morning dove. Still though. But it was, yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely really weird behavior. Um, Yeah. So I had a lot of strange experiences with the doves and the dove came back to the window as well. And my son saw it and then he tried to convince me to buy a dove. Oh. <laughs> he was like, cause he started witnessing like this really weird behavior um, with the birds and stuff. So that was interesting. And um, yeah, it's been like hard to explain it to myself because I still don't fully understand like, I'm like, why did the divine come so close? Like, yeah, that went beyond like a little synchronicity. This was like very strange. And, um, yeah. you know, my ex-boyfriend who witnessed, you know, all of my awakening, um, the first morning I saw the dove come to the window, um, he, he had a dove come to his front door. So he left his house that morning and he had this like little side shed and there was one when he opened the door, it was like, just like about a foot outside of his front door, just like standing there waiting for him. And it hops down and it's like, he said it was like about an inch or two beside his foot. And he told me that story the next day because he came over for a coffee. I think I needed some help with something in my place because we're still friends, but Yeah. yeah, he, the, I, I told him like, I had the weirdest experience with the dove. He's like, oh, well, that's even weirder. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, this happened. And he shows me the picture of the dove. And he's like, it was really weird because it like came down right beside my foot. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. My life began to feel like Evan Almighty from, you know, have you seen that movie? Like there's Bruce Almighty, but Evan Almighty is like, he has these birds that are following him and they're like trying to like, get him to go on this mission he has to build Noah's Ark um I, I didn't see this one yeah I was like Heather Almighty I was like I've seen Bruce Almighty yeah it's yeah. Steve Carell it's so funny but um that's what I began to feel like and uh even funnier I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with one more bird story <laughs> love it I love the birds <laughs> so I had been uh pestering my ex because I'm like I want, I felt like I had to give him a message about like listening to his life path. Mm -hmm. I was kind of insistent about it. So I'm like, I just feel like you really need to like, listen to this message. And he's like, whatever, Robin, like, he's just like, I, he's very logical minded. He, yeah, he's, he's really hard to crack, you know, when it comes to believing in this stuff, but, um, he started having, so he lives in like a housing complex. So all the houses are connected. Mm -hmm. but he's 
started having a robin, the bird, attack his front window and door. <laughs> and it was relentless. It was like attacking. Oh, wow. Like I, I took a video. I was like on the ground, rolling around, dying of laughter because <laughs> it had left like hundreds of peck marks. It got like bird shit all over his door. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know how it had a beak left because like it was crazy I even when I was over I saw the bird come up to his kitchen window and I'm like videotaping it and it's like looking in I was like what are you not listening to Eric and I'm like this is weird I'm like this is whatever he's like no it's just the bird's probably mad about its bird family and it's there's a there's got to be a logical explanation I'm like honestly after everything I've witnessed you're not listening and he's like whatever Robin and then like a few days later so he parked his truck Mm -hmm. um it's about maybe a six minute walk from his house he parks it across the street down the road in a grocery store parking lot okay it's a work truck it can't fit in underground parking gotcha so he calls me freaking out because he's like what did you do and i'm like i didn't do anything and he's like i shit you not that bird found my truck (laughs) and it left pack marks all over his like work truck nobody else in the parking lot had an issue with their vehicle he's like how did it find my truck and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like can you bring your truck here I need to see it and I'm like I'm like dying it's so funny I'm like dead at this point I'm like uh is it a coincidence now or are you gonna listen and he's like what does it mean I was like I I knew it was a bit of like a bad omen but I was like I'm not gonna tell you Right. But I need you to listen. I need you to have a conversation with the creator and ask to be led because your life path is knocking on your door. And I'm like, I don't need you to have a car accident like I had. You know, oh. I'm like, look at what happened to me when I wouldn't listen. I was like, you have ample warning. And he was like, uh, I don't need like this doom and gloom from you. I'm like, whatever. A few days later, he gets in a car accident. No. <laughs> a, tr- a tire from no. a vehicle on the four the, the big highway just flies across the highway at his truck it hits its front of his truck his truck eats pavement like he's okay but he's hurt and he like called me he's like I cannot believe this from and even worse like he had been so paranoid about covid he was so afraid like he became like a recluse because he was so afraid of getting sick and he'd avoided it the entire time um through the pandemic like to his own detriment and i was trying to help him with it but he's at home he's really hurt he's recovering his roommate brings home covid so now in his recovery he has covid and he got really sick and it was like he got you like a double <laughs> and i was like listen to that bird right and i was like oh. how ironic is it that i'm like you avoided every social situation and your friends and everything like that and you stayed in your house and you're in the one place you think it can't catch you it comes right into the house at like the worst time but he was okay and it you know it helped him like rationalize things but you know I I think you know when when you have a calling it will come find you yeah yeah oh my god I'm sorry another Harry Potter reference but this just made me think about when like Dobby has the rogue bludger and it's like it's like, why were you trying to kill me, <laughs> Dobby? And he's like, not kill, sir. 
just maim or seriously <laughs> injure. And I feel like those are those messages where it's like, like people don't also understand that when you're dealing with these other entities and realms like they'll do whatever it takes like no they don't want to take you out of the realm but if you need to have like a serious wake-up call they'll give it to you oh they will <laughs> they're not scared to <laughs> like no and and so from that okay. experience yeah no I'm I'm happy he's okay and I'm, and finally he's like all right I surrender yeah <laughs> You're not crazy, Robin. (laughs) He tried telling somebody at his work and he got like halfway through the story and they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He's like thinking to himself, like, I'm telling you the craziest story and you're not even like sinking in. And he had his his first experiences of feeling like a crazy person, right? There it is. There it is. It's always like the as above, so below. It's like when you push something off so much, it's like, oh, well, now I understand. (laughs) yeah yeah because that that was like one of the biggest like obstacles we had because he was like very christian and here i am you know having all of this stuff spirit visits all the time all this like supernatural happenings and he's like (laughs) holy water yeah but it was kind of beautiful because you know it was kind of like hard to deny that yeah the divine was communicating with me as well yeah. as him. Yeah. Um, and, and my friend, uh, you know, the woman I did the ceremony with, but, you know, I, I think it just goes back to like when my phone started playing the song, like you don't need yeah. a Bible to know the difference between good and evil. And it's like one of my missions to like show people like what we judge as humans, you know, the divine doesn't. And it's like, we can judge somebody based on one life, but that's just one piece. You know, it's many, many lives. And the things that we want to put a label and say, that's not an alignment. That's not necessarily true. Like, I don't want to take away people's pain Mm -hmm. because there's so much power in the pain and the things that I have been through in my life built me to Mm -hmm. who I am. It's taught me a level of sensitivity and empathy that holds great power and although I look very dark I'm very light inside I feel the light yeah it's 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 kind of like a contradiction but I just I want to bring that to people so that they can feel safe in their humanity Mm -hmm. so they don't feel like you know they're wrong or shameful for having like thoughts or beliefs or just even darker experiences and and feel like they have to take on darkness as something that's like bad or evil but like Mm -hmm. darkness is so different from evil because some Mm -hmm. things that are very very light appearing are quite sinister so it's uh it's all about the balance it's all about the balance that's the thing too that's that's bringing me back like when we you first started talking about people doing like light language and and these codes and all these different videos for me one of the things with and obviously if you can tell by the books behind me I I consider myself like a a researcher in this realm so I think I have I think I do have abilities that I like can tap into here and there but I feel like my strongest gift is being able to 
like conversate with people who are experts in whatever medium and field and then like bring it down to a really grounded level to like share that information with people um so anyway haven't really gotten into the other stuff um like practicing and stuff particularly I do love candles though candles are great um but I swear too like when you tap into everything like the thing that got me that made my intuition spark up is the fact that people are making these videos and not allowing other people to consent to whatever Mm. they're doing to them so when you're just like out there giving some light language or out there doing the third eye plucking or whatever it is that's when I start to think like this might not be a a light being that you think (laughs) you're communicating with because anybody who's like benevolent wants to make sure you know you consent to it so I don't know that's where it got me yeah and I think you know people can become a little bit delusional once they get a hold of like oh I can transfer codes to people oh you know I can send in distance Reiki um but when you think you have the ability to like to turn on everybody's third eye who's watching your video you've kind of tipped over into narcissism Mm -hmm. you know you you don't have those abilities you know they they won't want to hear it but I think about what it takes you know when I when I do healing and I take it as something like I take it very seriously I only take like a couple clients a month at most because I'm thoughtful. I go in, I I want to make sure there's like care and tenderness. I want to follow up with the person that mm-hmm. I'm working on to see how it's going. Cause there can be an intense purge process. A lot yeah. can come up. I want to be responsible for the people that I serve. But when you have people, you know, one putting out like the pick a card videos and things like that, like if you're giving generic kind of uplifting, um, information I think that's a good thing mm-hmm. but where's the responsibility for the things that we're putting out there yeah. that's the thing that kind of grinds my gears and why yeah. I haven't stepped into like the the TikTok readings and things like that a lot of people are like Robin just go and do it and I'm like maybe one day but I have to find a way to do it that's like really serving because yeah. I don't want to unground people I don't I don't want people taking what I give them and you know running running Mm -hmm. wild with it because Mm -hmm. I've seen like the the destruction that can cause in my own life I've seen what happened to me yeah and I care about you know former versions of me and there's so many people out there that can relate to that a lot of it's like predatory and you know that's it's a lot of like I call it like pseudo spirituality because it's it's disconnected from like the human part of it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to bring back more like hands-on healing, like face-to-face, looking around our community, seeing how we can help, you know, volunteering time at the food bank, finding things like ways to like really serve our communities and what's around us because that can be overlooked when, you know, you're, you have such a wide reach. Mm-hmm. That's something that like for myself, I'm more of like a, earthy kind of person I really really thrive um with yeah more more in-person things I'm craving that mm-hmm. but I, I can see the person I love doing readings in person I do them online and I still I love it 
but there, there's nothing that beats like, like hands-on healing yeah. and seeing, you know, the person's eyes and, and being in their presence. I think it's a beautiful thing, but yeah, when you go to like, I don't know, the, the Insta realm, <laughs> it's, it's really chaotic and weird to see some things that uh, spiritual practitioners are offering. And mm-hmm. I just, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to church, like mm. you could be told anything and people won't question it. And there's all kinds of like theatrics and healings. And although there is, you know, legitimate healings and beautiful things in churches, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. crap on everything. You know, a lot of it is like when a higher power is involved in it, people can lose sight of their own mm-hmm. discernment. They can yeah put aside questions that they may feel need to be asked because they trust. I think spiritual authority is like the place where abuse can happen the easiest because Mm -hmm. we're, we're disarmed. Yeah. And that's when I try to like empower people to ask questions. How does this feel? Mm -hmm. Cause I had a lot of people come to me who had like experienced like spiritual abuse Yeah. or you know, I, I had one client come to me and she felt traumatized because she went to this like quantum healer lady who called on this being to do psychic surgery. And the lady felt something very dark and she got scared because she went through the process, but she ended up needing help, like just clearing her body after. And she felt like assaulted and I'm covered in chills just talking about it because she felt really unsafe. Mm-hmm. and you know I ended up I, I worked with her for free when she came to me because I was like you don't even worry we're gonna fix this it's gonna yeah. be okay and you know she was just so thankful after the like, coming to me because I, I helped her work through it and it can be a scary thing to speak up yeah because there's a lot of like well like spiritual abuse and like culty things going on in in all of that and yeah yeah it's it's pretty cringe, but there are, there's a huge movement going on where it's like, it's more like conscious practitioners mm-hmm. that are becoming, um, oh, sorry. Here's no, you're more. good. Um, I, I see people really wanting more conscious practitioners and they're being more yeah. discerning. And I think just by like having these conversations, it just kind of helps ground the, uh, momentum of mm-hmm. what we see online and I try to like separate myself from it a little bit yeah. just because I was so hurt by mm-hmm. all of it myself um yeah. you know you see people just being like pick up your pendulums and just start communicating with spirit and I'm like oh maybe not yeah <laughs> I had a weird pendulum experience so <laughs> you know I'm I'm the first to like be like I'm more cautious yeah but I have so much respect for the spiritual realms because there's so many things that are in it. Right. And, and I've just had to learn firsthand by putting my hand on the, um, the stove element too many times. Like, Oh, if I do that, I get burned. Yeah. But then I had to learn and research ways that are safe, you know, how to question spirits, how to like really feel in your body, what's good. And, you know, to get past, um, like online hype and marketing because some of it can like you know look so beautiful and fluffy and learn 5d mediumship that was a course I looked at and it was just a dumpster fire um (laughs) but it's like really 
really trying to go to grounded practitioners and um, doing your research. And, you know, if you're going to pay for something online, like don't, don't fall into FOMO, like fear of missing out, give your body time to feel how that person feels and make sure you're making it, making a purchase from like a regulated nervous system. You're calm, you're cool. And um, yeah. And, and it sucks because mm-hmm. you will inevitably probably come across people that aren't the best, but then you're also going to learn. You're going to have that as like a teaching moment to be yeah. able to see who is really good. I worked with so many different people that like some were phenomenal mm-hmm. and some were just awful. E- yeah. Even in books, like I bought a, a psychic self-defense book and I threw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh my it gosh. was just awful. Yeah. There are some books where I've like been recommended them and I'll go look at the bookstore or wherever I might try to find a little peek at it. And I've had that experience where like something just like even from like reading one page or just looking at it, it has felt so off. And I'm like, mm, not for me. And at the time, you know, I didn't like really get that. It just felt I was like, ah. Like whatever. And now looking back in hindsight, it's like, oh, I was, yeah, I was tapping in to something that I'm really glad I didn't, didn't check out. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah. I think if there's any Claire that we should focus as a collective on developing is like the inner knowing Claire. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I feel like there there's something that I've been noticing a lot. And I'm, again, I'm so happy. I'm going to say this like 10 times. I'm so happy we're talking about this because this is one of the the main reasons why I even wanted to start doing this podcast. It's been evolving more and more into this. Like I started because, okay, I want to talk to really cool people, see what like, you know, like-minded people will see what's going on in their brain. And then it's become, as I'm talking to more and more people, like all of our experiences, are our own but so similar in all these very cool interwoven ways and I think a lot of us have gone to this place where we've noticed how many times we didn't feel good with certain information and again like you were saying everything's not all light but there's a difference of being okay with the darkness and it like because it's real and being like turned off by the the darkness or just information because something inherently just feels wrong it's not even like a bad or good it's like it's not meshing and that has happened to me so many times too where it's like different practices or different teachings that I've found um, especially throughout the last couple years I have again it would become like a neuroses thing where it's like somebody gives you a one point of information and you start to imply whether it's subconscious at first and then become, you know, like luckily I became conscious of it. It was like, I was avoiding everything that I really needed or wanted to do because I had this fear mongered into my brain because of like whatever teaching it was. And because everybody was respecting this one teacher or practice or whatever, I'm over here like, oh, well, like nobody else is seeing it. And then that goes back into the whole like, you know, culty thing, how we can easily because it's like you see your peers doing certain things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I'm not actually 
feeling this way because of what's really going on around me. It's because I'm blocking something through this teaching or whatever it may be. So yeah, I'm just really glad we're talking about this because I felt it in my own personal development within the last, probably like the last three months really heavy where I feel like I've pushed myself back into this grounded space where like now I can really use discernment a lot more. And I'm, yeah, I'm just really glad that you're talking about this because a lot of people in this space don't. So, yeah, I I think discernment is like the biggest flex because that's how you're going to trust yourself. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm thinking of myself of like a situation I've been, that's come up a lot this week. Um, and it's, yeah, it has to do with like exactly what you just said, because I invested in a, it was about $7,000 Canadian, uh, like a priestess mastermind last year. Um, and it, it led me into one of the biggest rock bottoms, um, almost of my life, because at this point I'm a single mom. I live by myself working through disability. I, you know, I threw everything I had at a coach to, teach me business. Cause I was still yeah. very new and I started feeling very off in yeah. the container. Um, especially when I heard her say that she shooed Yeshua out of her apartment. I was like, Oh my God, that's not Yeshua. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those like rose codes, like, yeah. um, manifestation, energy goddess, um, creatrix, you know, one of those masterminds, and I, I like originally like fell in love with, you know, the marketing because it really spoke to my pain and my shadow. And I was like, finally, somebody could like really hold all of me. And I thought it was going to be wonderful, but it, I felt like I got scammed and, you know, mm-hmm. there's no refunds with these things, especially mm-hmm. when it's like spiritual, like mm-hmm. when I signed up after I sent the money, like spirit changed the entire program and mm-hmm. what I thought I was paying for, I didn't get. Um, but it was just like quite vicious. And I felt like very gaslit. Anytime I would try to speak up, I would just like walk away sort of like, I remember like I was in an abusive marriage in my early twenties and I would try to go and like mm-hmm. say what it was wrong and like speak yeah. up, but I would walk away feeling like I'm the problem. Oh yeah. Every time. And that's what would happen whenever I would try to speak up. And eventually at the very end, I just stopped showing up and I tried to have a conversation about it. And, um, yeah, I was told like my million dollar teaching would be what I learned not to do in her program is what she told me. And like, I had, um, yeah, not taken it seriously and stuff, but I was like, I was being told to like give money lap dances and things like that. And I'm like, I'm going broke and you want me to do what? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But that was like a very traumatic experience I had. And when I left that mastermind and the circle of women, yeah. I was vilified. Mm-hmm. I didn't speak her name, but I did start writing posts about like, what is a trauma informed container? Because this was marketed as trauma informed but it wasn't like I was afraid to speak up and there was no like actual trauma training whatsoever. People can just take any label and give it to themselves. Um, Like we were told in the teaching in in, like one video call, like we could 
like trauma-informed is the vibe guys and we all need to be trauma-informed but there was like so we just label ourselves that like there was like it was bizarre um it's just so crazy to me too because like again when I talked about this playbook whether it's like an individual or like a cult situation it's like everybody has the same playbook so it's like first you go and you express something that's bothering you then you're told that that bother is actually coming from you and you need to work on yourself more. Then you come back continually trying to do better, be better, do more, all that stuff. Then it finally breaks. Then you finally break your silence, talk about it. Then you're vilified. And so like, it's honestly like, that's just more confirmation. Like the fact that you got vilified just confirms that type of abusive pattern once again because like anybody who's like going to lead a trauma informed group is going to at least be concerned about that person's trauma so like hey okay you know what this didn't work you know if you're also a business owner like not everybody is going to like your business and it's not for everybody and that's the whole point of like you know shop it like having the choice of where to shop or buy from and so it's interesting as a business owner that she she or uh, it's a she that owns it um she would be like like oh I can't believe like you wouldn't use this blah 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 like I I feel like if I was an owner I'd be like you know it just didn't work for her I hope that you guys like can overlook these reviews but like you know you (laughs) use your own discernment like I don't know yeah please use discernment it was so hard because uh, you get so close to these coaches. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I started speaking up and trying to figure out what had happened to me, I had to block everybody, Yeah, you know, from that group. And it was like the people I became really close with. It was, it was all my like networking connections and yeah. everything. And I blocked everyone. And, you know, I caught wind of like some of the retaliatory posts she wrote about me, you know, and uh, you know it was just so sad because people like ganged up on me and they're like how could you do this how could you say this I never witnessed it but full circle it actually came back up into my awareness this week because somebody who went on to invest in her um ended up having the same realizations and leaving and you know this woman's like roasting her on her page and it's just like to to see the post like I was like whoa like it was yeah. it was like just pure awful behavior right. and you know to to witness that after like I knew in my gut something was telling me it was really wrong but I went yeah. and I did it by myself I left alone and that was scary yeah. but I gained my voice and yeah. I learned a lot about myself. Like I take accountability for the money I spend. I became a lot more financially yeah. responsible yeah. and grounded about my decision-making. I learned to take time yeah. um, and read people before I work with them. Right. But I was also victimized. You yeah. know, there's multiple perspectives and, and it was so painful to one, like leave all these people I'd finally made friends with and yeah. all these experiences, but then be cast out and be like, looked at like I like it's a weird thing where it's like people be like she has entities they have entities <laughs> like it's just like this huge thing <laughs> in like spiritual communities but <laughs> no it's um, you're so accurate like it's so funny like you know like the mean girls in, in high school like 
they'd be like, oh, like she's a slut or whatever. It's like the, the spiritual, <laughs> the spiritual room's like, well, she's just got some weird entities attached to her. Like, yeah. Am I talking to you or am I talking to your entity? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Humans are so funny. Oh it was, my God. It's, it's like, I can like laugh about it now. I've done a lot yeah. of healing. Um, I'm thankful. I know, and, I, and I'm so sorry because I'm not laughing at any of the pain that you went through. It's just I like know. it's crazy <laughs> to me, like that. Oh, it's it's wild. Yeah, but like to watch this like leader take down somebody else who invested in her and like flip the narrative, and she was like preemptively ready to be spoken out about, and like wrote a big post, posted like a picture of a snake, and like all this information about this one client who. You know, it was like to see what she did. And I was like, you know, it was one, it was, it was hard to go through it by myself, but then yeah. to see the repeat behavior and to see how, you know, somebody, I'll call it like a cult leader yeah. um, or somebody in a position of power is able to like victimize themselves, mm-hmm. you know, instead of taking accountability for taking, mm-hmm. you know, payments that are like, tens of thousands of dollars you know to work with them instead of taking accountability for any of it it's like no I'm gonna like rub their face in the wound and I'm gonna continue doing what I do in my practices when I came across things that felt like unethical to me and I was like I could do better I did better like I I always want what I offer to be like the very best I can Right. And once I, once I realized like I could do something better, I get a really bad gut feeling. It's like, I can't go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I and, feel you. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a, um, I used to do like the like QHHT uh, hypnosis. I was a practitioner. Mm-hmm. I did it for people online. I always had great experiences with my clients, but I was speaking to one of my friends who was like an actual clinical hypnotherapist. And they're like, well, have you been trained for like, what happens if they start reliving trauma? I'm like, no I guess not and he's like well like did did you know like you shouldn't like uh hypnotize people that have like severe PTSD like the the stuff that can happen to them like oh I was never taught any of that I was like oh my god and then he's like yeah like who taught you this I'm like oh well I learned it from you know these people who are like channeling the galactics and he's like stop (laughs) (laughs) like you're you could be harming people and I, oh my gosh, I had um, like some beautiful experiences with clients where they would go to past lives. Yeah. Um, I had a lady; she was she got to speak with her like uh, aborted baby, which was like I was wow. bawling. Like wow. she had beautiful experiences, and I hadn't run into anything, um, like that would make me question my practice. But mm-hmm. when I had that conversation. I shut my practice down because I'm like, until I learn mm-hmm. better, I shouldn't do this because I don't want to harm people. And I had lots of people like uh, practice hypnosis on me during the training. Yeah. And like, I had a past life where I'm like walking around and I'm Jesus's teacher and I'm an alien hybrid. And I'm like, that's not real. Right. <laughs> like, obviously I'm not Jesus's teacher, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you think about how somebody could influence, yeah. you know, a session with different words they say. Yeah. And, um, when you're opening up somebody spiritually as well, like I was having false memories 
So that opened up the question, well, what is true when (sighs) it comes to like all of these quantum healing hypnosis journeys beyond quantum healing? You know, the teachers that taught me, they think they're channeling the creators of the galaxy now. Like they have just gone, they're on Mars, man. Like they're not even on earth anymore. And I'm like, how okay say all that was true say say all of that was true you still have to pay your bills you still gotta show up every day in your life you still gotta be a human guess what you're human um you know and they're like waiting for like the mothership to come and like take them off so they can go create new earth in another dimension and i'm like this is either like a psyop or like you're being messed with like this is like not helpful to the human experience you know like the ufo cult that i'm blanking on the name right now um this is it the seventh veil no (laughs) what is it there's so many of them oh god oh my god i'm like so blanking right now um but you, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like in the 70s when it started. And it's the guy who um, bald head and you see they made videos with everything. They all did the suicide pack in Temple, Texas, where they all had Nikes on and black clothes. Oh, OK. I'll, I'll figure this out. OK, so hopefully the listeners will know what I'm talking about because I am blanking right now with this. <laughs> Cole is called and I'm going to be I'm going to like get off this episode immediately know the name so anyway it's the guy he's got the bald head they made videos about everything so he's sitting there and he's like we just know and his eyes are like this so like sorry to people who can't see my animated eyes right now he's like we're waiting to be taken home so we don't care you know about these earthly pleasures like we're all very excited to move on and ascend and that was their whole thing and that's why they were like they want to all kill themselves because they were like they're all making videos just into their families to be like hey i'm so happy like i'm about to die and it makes me want to cry yeah and it's it's that kind of stuff where i'm like you know when i first heard about it i've I've always had a really big interest in in cults like ever since i was in high school i've always been like a, a psychology person and wanted to go into forensic psychology for a while realized i would definitely be very sad working that job because I'm sensitive too. Anyway, still interested in it. So I would like read up about this, this cult. And then I think about last year or the year before they had an HBO documentary about it. And that was kind of also while I was going through like my own personal, like I'm researching a lot. So like I have to be really grounded because I'm starting to get a little woo woo and whatever. And I was watching, I was like, I'm so glad I'm watching this right now because I can see myself like potentially understanding how people got this far after a while and because it's very slow and steady you know you just slowly integrate all the galactic stuff you're talking to and then it becomes reality and the next thing you know you want to go up there so yeah yeah well it's like the ultimate form of detachment you know, and and especially when, say, like you have communication with a being, mm-hmm. um, one of the red flags is like if your ego is stoked. That's a huge red flag. If you have a being yeah. coming to you being like, "You're so powerful. You're so this. You're you're like the steward and the, the leader, or whatever." Like, if your ego is getting stoked, it's a problem. That is mm-hmm. not how benevolent beings speak to you. 
and you have you know all that. these galactic beings you know uh, that people are channeling right now and it's all you're the star seeds you're the chosen ones you're you are here to to liberate the planet and blah 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 like anybody can hear that it's like they give you like a generic list are you depressed are you sensitive are you an empath it's like this like bullet list yeah. of like anybody who's going through a shit time it's like yes 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 yeah they go on a pick a card reading and it's like oh i said i'm a pleiadian my starseed heritage is from the pleiades and then they just start opening up and channeling anything what do you think is closest to us you know when you start opening up to spirits you know like this is the <sighs> thing that people like don't want to talk about they don't want to acknowledge but when you see somebody's life get completely derailed after they start channeling and they do all this stuff and suddenly they're, you know, on Mount Shasta meditating in a, a triangle, <laughs> you know, those like triangle things that are like in the triangle yeah. day. How useful are they in everyday life to actually create this like new earth? Yeah. Because what people like become detached from is like going and volunteering at your food bank is a beautiful way to contribute to yeah. new earth going and creating structures getting into the legal systems you know running in politics educating people like grounded teachings yeah. like through our children like being there for the kids right bring them ways to become emotionally regulated like this is how we're going to bring it in it's going to be through us yeah. it's going to I don't think that like new earth is a thing. I think it's like, we're just growing and evolving. Right. And it's going to happen through hard work with our hands in the soil, not with your head in the clouds. And it's more it's like people are so attached to this idea of ascension, but it's in the descension and it's being 3d as fuck where you're going to make the most change. And people don't like that because it doesn't feel good. We don't want to be here. Earth is a hard place to be. Yeah. You know, there is a lot more darkness than there is light. Look up at the sky. Like everything is all in darkness. Yeah. See these beautiful specks of light. And that's an uncomfortable fact. Yeah. You know, human nature, you know, what we're capable of as a species, that's an uncomfortable fact. Yeah. You know, but there's just there's so much that that can be done here and it takes being okay with that perspective where like change really starts to take place you have to be able to hold what you don't like to get to the you know the bright and the the real divinity like the divinity i've experienced i would i would not touch you know galactic channeling with a 10 foot pole because that doesn't do anything constructive in my life. The past life regressions I had, you know, like when, when it was like very like fairy tale, like how can you validate that? How yeah. are people validating? How are they questioning spirits that are like, I'm a Pleiadian, I'm a Syrian being, I'm a gray. As soon as I see grays, I think grays are like somewhat demonic. <laughs> you know, you get into like, yeah. um, <laughs> you get into like viewing entities like I've seen different entities around people I've seen some really weird stuff you know by reading people and yeah. like in my opinion no <laughs> <laughs> like no yeah. like keep away from me 
Um, I don't, I personally don't think just from my own reading experience, I would never let these beings come in and like give them consent to do DNA upgrades on me ever in a million years. I've seen what it looks like on one. I had one hypnosis practitioner come to me for reading uh, last year and I didn't know much about him. Yeah. But the first image I got was like hands coming up from the ground and they looked like zombie hands and it was almost like he was in a graveyard but he's standing there and like these like hands come up like you see in a horror film and he's standing there there's a bell above his head so I can see vibrations but I see his like soul is almost like outside of his body and I'm like what are you doing in these hypnosis sessions I'm like are you getting DNA upgrades he's like yeah they regularly give my body DNA upgrades and I'm like you have to stop And I'm like, you need to like detox your third eye, shut down this channeling connection and heal from this and get grounded. Cause I could see different things. He didn't like that. He actually messaged me after and was like, you have an entity and I would love to hypnotize you to like, you know, extract it. And I'm like, it's his entity talking to you, (laughs) trying to hypnotize you. It was just, it was weird to view it, you know, psychically, but I like, I'm just weary of that stuff. Like it's super, super cringe. But what's even more cringe is like trusting your health, your body, and your spirit. Right. Somebody who doesn't know what's going on. Um, it was just, you know, alarming to me. I'm like, I am so good to go without all of that. I really, I'm really cautious of like yeah. who I would even like let read me or who I would you know, have like energy healing from, I'm like, most people it's a no, unless like, I'm guided to Mm -hmm. them in like, some kind of evidential way. Like I ask for like validation in multiple ways. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm going to do something, I'm always having that communication (sighs) with a higher power. I I am almost like, so I ask for so much to almost where I'm like, I really need more. (laughs) But I'm like, but I feel like we, it's the cautionary tale, you know, it's like you learn from the the past. So it's like, why not? You know, if there's a, no rush to do something, why not ask and get more validation and confirmation? Like, that's my greatest lesson so far. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, most of my path came from like outside evidential synchronicities and validation yeah. for so many things. Yeah. One of like the turning points for when I was really ready to dive into all this was I went to like a divine communication circle and that was like in the first six months because I needed some help with my abilities. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, and the the leader Kirsten, she asked me if I wanted to be part of her mentorship. She was running a beta course after she's like, you're really like the perfect fit for this. And it's going to be a 12 week mentorship. And I, you know, I had never spent money on myself. Mm-hmm. before that you know I wasn't I wasn't used to like online courses or anything like that and I was like I don't know because I think it was going to be about like 700 yeah for 12 weeks and that was too much for me you know in my mind but I kept thinking about it because I really wanted to do it and so I asked the creator one day I'm like I'm about to go outside I'm like all right I'm gonna I'm just gonna say what the hell I'm gonna ask something see if this works yeah. I'm like all right if I'm supposed to do this mentorship, you need to send me something I've never seen before. <laughs> like I wanted to something. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said it. And I go outside 
And I'm about to go, like go for a walk in the bush, but I got distracted by my herb garden and I had like a, uh, like a bay leaf plant and I was like, oh, some of the leaves are wilted. So I got distracted and I went over to pick some off and I looked down at my shirt and like right here, there's this crazy looking bug. It was like a, it looked like a grasshopper, but it was like turquoise and like pinky purple. It had stripes and it looked like something out of like a Willy Wonka movie or like, <laughs> Something yeah. it looked so crazy, but I don't like it. Bugs, I hate them. So I was like, oh, and I like hit it off me as fast as I could. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And on my phone, it's called a red banded leaf hopper. And they're like rare in that area, but they they exist. And I was like, whoa. And hey. like that was my sign. Yeah. And so I did, I just I took a leap of faith and I did the mentorship and it changed my life. It was all about cool. creating a vision and it was uh, less about divine communication and more about laying the foundation. Right. It was like the groundwork. I, I got connected with my vision and that helped me get out of bed and off the medication and starting a business and getting on my own feet. And, you know, it was what changed my life. And that's, that came from like validation. That's what I always say to people like, ask. Yeah. You, know, you you only really need to like have an honest conversation. I always say creator. It feels more like direct with me than the yeah. word God. But, you know, that's what I'm saying when I say creator. Yeah. But the most powerful thing you can do aside from all rituals and magic and, and candles, like everything. Honestly, for me, the most potent and simple thing is free and it's just honest words from your heart, speaking yeah. from your soul while you're driving, say, speak your mind. I'm like, okay, creator, this was my day. This was all the ridiculous things I did. This is like the awful thoughts I had. This is what I really don't want to do. Yeah. I just, I let it flow from my heart. And when I started really doing that, that's like the most potent magic I've ever experienced love it like and it's free and you can do it yeah. and it just it's so much more powerful than like reading a prayer pre-written for you yeah say something from your heart you know it's like when you go to like write in your journal you don't know what you're going to say mm -hmm. having that conversation intentionally to open yourself up to something more yeah I've just experienced nothing but miracles and magic and so much of it like I had endless stories yeah. of like just wild things that happen in my life and it that's where it comes from right like I'm I'm into magic now I've started to like learn about it and experiment and that's been really fun but mm -hmm. I I don't go a day without that honest conversation Love like it. that's that's been like so healing and then you get to hear yourself you know you kind of take yeah. like mental notes on like okay I'm really noticing like I want to do this but I can't because this and this and this so like show me how good it can get you Love know it. open yeah. my mind what am I not seeing here like it could help me expand my vision what have I missed you know and it comes it comes every time I love that so much. And oh my gosh. Okay. Robin, I could talk to you forever. And so I definitely would want to have you back on to like continue this conversation at another point, like maybe after you've learned even new things or whatever, and we'll, we can meet back up. But like, I feel like this is a really great place to like 
kind of ground down the conversation not to be punny or anything because (laughs) you know I think that that's so beautiful because a lot of the times too um you know this this entire conversation too we've gotten into like how other people can affect the work whatever that work may be and I love the process that you just explained because it's really just it doesn't involve anybody else it involves yourself your creator and it's that it's like you're not needing to get anybody else involved um without their consent or whatever you may you know whatever issues may be there by like doing other types of magic or whatever um and so I really really like that I think that's really really powerful and I also wanted to point out too I was just loving what you were saying but um before when you were saying too like the the change that's going to happen for everybody I think that was really powerful as well as that like we really have to understand that we aren't there's enough information I think too like in this realm like you're saying where it's like we don't need to keep channeling necessarily like we don't need to keep asking for more or new because it's all there and I love what you said too it's like the change is when you work with like the next generation or you help heal this generation or an above generation and go from there so I'm I'm really stoked to see all the work that you do because I feel like in your very young life you've had a lot of experiences that are really admirable to hear and like just I don't know. I just very much salute you. And I think that you're a beautiful human being. So I'm like, I feel like after this, I'm like, you're my new friend. So (laughs) I I loved having you on. So, um, you know, where can other people find you? Like if they want to work with you or what are your platforms that you want to share right now um, to get other people, you know, that are resonating with you and and your teachings um, and may want to work with you? Where should they go? Thank you for saying all that. You give me so many goosebumps. Oh, I got goosebumps too. Oh, this is so cute. It's like the sign in life is like, you know, you're on the right track when your friends like give you goosebumps. Ah. Like those conversations where it's like the chills, just like they're rolling. (laughs) So that's been great. And it's been awesome being on here. Thank you so much. Um, So you can find me on Instagram at uh, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N dot Peltier, P-E-L-T-I-E-R. And then I also have my, I have two other pages, (laughs) one's Spirit Wisdom Official and the Spirit Wisdom Podcast. So that's pretty easy to spell. And um, you can uh, find all my services by clicking the link in the bio on my Robin Pelche Instagram. So I'm working on a website. I did have all of this stuff set up like last year, earlier this year, but as you heard, I deleted everything to start fresh and new which I'm very thankful for. So I'm kind of just like rebuilding everything, um, starting new foundations with like, it's such a good foundation now. I'm like, I really got this unlocked. So yeah, lots of rebirth and death cycles, but I think that's the alchemist wet dream. So yeah, that is, (laughs) I'm golden. (laughs) Oh yeah. You're good. That is something I experience a lot. (laughs) We all do. <laughs> well, guys, thank you all. Robin, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Flip Side podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And I think we did all of that and I loved every minute of it. So I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your day, week, 
whenever you're listening to this. Bye.